You're driving at night, well past sunset, on a scenic country road flanked on both sides by miles of thick, dark forest. As you round a slight bend, your headlights fall in a bulky shape by the side of the road. Some kind of animal, but in a form you can't quite place. The figure is hunched over a gray-red swatch that your mind immediately labels as roadkill. As you draw closer at around 50 miles per hour, your eyes define a wolf-like creature with midnight black fur and brutally sharp teeth. The thing rises from its crouched position, onto its hind legs, clutching the grisly bundle in what you now see are a set of savage, hooked claws. Eyes flash red beneath pointed ears, and the face of the thing conjures German Shepherd, Wolf, and Baboon, though none of these are an accurate description. This is a thing all its own. You tap the brakes, crane your neck for a closer look, and the animal bounds off on two legs into the trees. Your passengers are all asleep, and if you describe the thing to them, they would likely blame exhaustion. After all, you've been driving for hours. You file the experience away and don't bother to tell anyone, until a few years later, a friend says to you, I've been getting into werewolves. No, like, real werewolves. Join us tonight as we investigate the possibility of real werewolves. That's today on Hey Strangeness. Mothman time. Mothman time. Okay, Mothman time. Mothman was a man, but maybe not so much a man. Dimensional, possibly genderless He's yet to self-identify kind of man He flies high in the sky 90 miles an hour or more Don't ask why He's got red in his eyes And when you finally see him You're gonna wanna die Mothman Mothman Mothman, oh Mothman, 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 man. So we're talking Dogman. Dogman tonight. Dogman. Wolfman, werewolves, Dogman. I think I've always known them as werewolves. Sarah, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. Um, How are you? I'm really good. I'm a little tired. Oh, I see. I got a nap today, so I'm good. That's not fair. Um... We actually have some news to discuss in today's episode. We do? We do. We don't usually cover news. Usually we just get right into the topic. Um, We attended our first community event this week. Yeah, we did. That's news, right? Yeah, it was was awesome. Yeah. Um, We went to Cryptid Bash. I loved Cryptid Bash. Sarah, what was your favorite part of Cryptid Bash? Um, I, I think I said this to the, the person who, um, took our interview for the, the Dominion reporter, Post. The reporter. The reporter. Post. For the Dominion Post. But I think my favorite part was feeling comfortable. I just yeah. went into this, uh, little art installation or art gallery and I felt super comfortable saying hi to everybody and talking about my favorite cryptid and seeing yeah. how they were doing. It was pretty cool. The Morgantown Art Party. Thank you so much to the Morgantown Art Party for uh, providing the location and the Moth Boys podcast. The Moth Boys. Gotta give props to them. <laughs> they put together a really great event and they did it in four months. Did you catch that? 
Yeah, you told me. Yeah. That's I've pretty cool. Talked about it nonstop on our 30 hour drive back. Um, 30 hours because we drove to DC and New York after the event, but. On a whim. On a whim. But that was our choice. Um, but no, I loved Cryptid Bash. It was so good to meet so many people. And I'm, I'm so tempted to like start naming names, but I'm going to forget somebody if I do that. Um, I'm going to do it anyway. We met the Manic Pixie Dream <laughs> Ghouls. Oh my God. We met Sarah and Kenzie. They were so they cool. They were so awesome. So awesome. We met Asher, my buddy Asher, dope. who has been such a, a positive they force. Were too and dope. So she was so awesome. We met her film partner, Anne, who's helping her produce Sinking the Mothman. So excited about that. Um, we met Jonathan Dodd. We met Tyler Strand. We met <laughs> Jeff Foran. We met. <laughs> Uh, uh, Easton Hawk. We met uh, Jason Shepard. We met. Uh, oh my gosh, we met Seth Breedlove. And if you've had a conversation with me for more than five minutes, you know that that's a very big deal to me. <laughs> Meeting <laughs> Seth Breedlove, and I'm really proud of myself. I feel like I played it really cool. Right? <laughs> you did like. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll give it to you. No, no, no. What were you going to say? I did a half what? You did like a half walk back because you wanted to make sure you didn't interrupt anything, but your eyes were on him the whole time. It was kind of of funny. It's Seth Breedlove. It was kind of funny. I was so focused on playing it cool and not being a fanboy that I forgot to ask him for a picture. Um, So that kind of sucks, but... I didn't get one. I'm sorry. My bad. That's okay. No. Hopefully we'll be at another community event very, very soon. Looks like plans are in motion for that to happen. Um, That Seth is probably going to be at. So I'll ask him for a picture then. Uh, But anyway, no, it was was so great. We met so many cool people. We had so much fun. Um, Everyone was so kind and so welcoming. And, And I'll just say this. When I entered this community kind of kind of sneakily through Clubhouse uh, and Instagram. I, I expected to meet people that I had mutual interests with. I didn't expect to meet people that I thought I could be friends with. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to go overboard or anything, but I'm just saying I got a really good sense from everybody we met. Yeah, yeah everybody we met. Uh, Jay Hatfield Music, Strange Days, uh, Esoteric Book Club. Uh, 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 who else was there? Oh, my God. We met meme maker extraordinaire, Mothman46, and we also met Heather Mosier from Small Town Monsters. Who else was there? Keep on creeping on. Keep on creeping on. Ah, look up her name on your phone so we can it's make sure. Liz. Sh- Liz? Is that, that's her, her username, right? No, her keep on creeping on is, is her username. Her um, real name is Liz. Okay, Liz from keep on creeping on. We bought a bunch of her merchandise. It was so much fun. Mystic Novelty Co. Mystic Novelty Co. The Van Husses were there. And I got UFOs after over Appalachia. <laughs> nope. Is that right? I don't think so. UFOs over Appalachia. If you say Appalachia, we'll throw an Appalachia. That's what <gasps> Mr. Danner of Conjure Dust Designs, who we also hung out with. Wait, is that... Is that how you pronounce it? But no, it was it was a great event, you guys. If you're listening to this and you were there, thank you so much for being a part of that. Thank you so much for making that happen and making us feel so welcome. If you're listening to this and you weren't there, uh, we missed you. We talked about you. We wished you were there. Pretty good chance of that. So, uh, Cryptid Bash 2022, baby. Woo! Hashtag Cryptid Bash 2022. That was great. So let's get into our topic. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Today. Today. Yes. You ready? 
Yes. You're ready today. Yes, right now. <laughs> right so this cute. second. Today, Sarah, right we now. are talking about... Drum roll. Lame. Dogman. <laughs> Shut up. Werewolves. Werewolves. Wolfmen. Sarah, <clears throat> when I say werewolf, what is the first thing that pops into your mind? A uh, horror movie. Which one? An American werewolf in London. Okay. Well, I also like Paris too, though, because that one was more updated. Um, Better special effects. No, I mean, I, I think seen it, so I don't know. I was gonna say I think American Werewolf in London had the most amazing like transformation scene for its time, but I also really liked an American Werewolf in Paris. Okay, because it had um it had a good cast and it was really fun. It was really awesome. Have you seen that one, the newer one? No, I'm just saying that. Oh, it's you awesome haven't seen either. Of so them. many people oh. tell me it's awesome. So oh yeah, I'm you should. You, they're really good. They're both really good. Okay, so that's not at all what we're talking about today. Okay, so what comes to your mind then when when you say werewolf? What are you thinking of? I hear werewolf, I think of a mixture of an undiscovered indigenous species, much like many people believe that Bigfoot is. Uh, Are you with me so far? Yes. And also possibly an interdimensional or spectral or extraterrestrial being. Okay. My gut tells me the truth is somewhere in the middle there. Okay. Um, but I'm not about to take a hard stance and say, this is what dogmen are. Because um, I don't know. What I do believe, though, is that at some capacity, these things exist. And I'll explain exactly what I mean by that as we go forward tonight. But I'm just going to lay it down right now. And if you want to log off now and not listen to us anymore, that's fine. Werewolves are real. Werewolves are real. I, Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So there's no there's no having to talk me into it in okay. this one because they're I, real at some capacity. Yeah. You'll go with me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we'll define what real means in terms of werewolves and or dogmen and or wolfmen as we go. But let's just start that off right now, you guys. Right the heck now. Whole chest with your whole chest. <gasps> werewolves are real. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're not talking about I got bit and now I transform under a full moon style werewolves. That's a Hollywood invention. Um, The preeminent researchers in the field, at least one of the preeminent researchers in the field, who I will name drop several times tonight, uh, will tell you that. That's a Hollywood invention. When we're talking about werewolves, dogmen, we're talking about a bipedal canine. That's kind of the baseline of what we're getting into here. Some kind of canine creature that can walk on two legs. Uh, Sarah, you are a veterinary professional. Yes. You have had how many years in the veterinary field? Uh, About nine years. Yeah. And you've dealt with, tell me if I'm wrong here, but you've dealt with pretty much every domesticated breed of dog at a detailed capacity at some point in the last nine years, at least once. I mean, I'm sure there are like some special like breeds that I'm missing um, that are not, you know, native to this country that, but I've seen, yes, I've seen a lot of dog breeds. Yeah. Yeah. Have you worked with a Great Dane? Yes. Have you worked with a Chow? Yes. Have you worked with the Grand Pyrenees? Yes. Have you worked with multiple volatile breeds of Chihuahua? King Corsos, Dorantino, Chihuahua. Yes, every, I mean, yeah. 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 So if you can think of a dog, Sarah has worked with it. And since we're talking about Dogman Wolfman tonight specifically, she's going to be the scientific buffer for this conversation. Um, how scientific, but sure. My hope is that bringing a veterinary professional into this conversation will introduce a little more credibility to our more <laughs> skeptical <laughs> listeners. <laughs> okay, sure. 
Okay. That's my thinking. Um, so we see examples of bipedal canines pop up throughout human history. Um, a few that I picked out for the purpose of our conversation. Anubis. <gasps> Anubis. Anubis. She's, she? Is it a he? I she? think it's a he. He? He's probably my favorite. Anubis in, of in terms ancient of Egypt? Like, uh, yes. yes. Ga- or guardian of the underworld? Guardian of the underworld. Yeah. Very interesting creature. This was based around a jackal, I believe. Very pointy ears, long snout. Um, there's an old game by Ensemble Studios called Age of Mythology, which was a spinoff of the Age of Empire series. And you could get Anubis soldiers as like deployable units. They were so cool. They had two swords, like a sword in each hand. Cool. I don't remember what they were called. They may have even been called. I don't think they were called dogmen, but they were Anubis basically. And they were really, really cool. Um, then we have the Wolver of Scottish folklore. Have you heard of this one? I don't think so. The Wolver? The Wolver. Yeah, this is a benevolent wolfman. I don't wolf think man. so. Um, this creature will lead lost travelers back to the road, get them back on their way. Um, and it's also said to leave fish on the windowsills of impoverished peasants. Well, that's nice. Isn't it? That's very nice. Yeah, it kind of takes the whole werewolf idea but applies it to the man's best friend idea it's pretty cool (laughs) pretty cool i'm a fan of the wolver um and then we have the greek myth of like koan are you familiar with this one no so so. yeah so it's a greek uh wolf man and the short version is that some king tricked zeus into eating the body of a sacred child uh, no, I've definitely not heard of that. Yeah, and so Zeus cursed Lycoen or Lycan, whatever his name was, uh, to turn into a wolf man thing. Either way, you've got like bipedal wolves, bipedal canines as a part of Greek mythology. So we're taking a jump from ancient Egypt to, you know, probably post AD, pre modern era Scottish folklore, and then we're jumping all the way to ancient Greece. Um, Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Like this thing is pretty inundated in our in our history and in our uh, old literature. And there are other examples. That some are more obscure. Some are more popular. Some have received Hollywood treatment. Some have not. Um, but ultimately, the point is that this thing has been with us for a very very long time. Um, now, dogman sightings vary. Very often, they're seen in the woods. Kind of similar in nature to Bigfoot sightings. Uh, But modern reports actually have them showing up in residential areas, deeply populated areas. In fact, there's a video or a picture I'm going to show you. And yes, Anubis is a male. I just looked it up. Okay. So Anubis is a male. Do you have anything else on Anubis? Um, Archaeologists have identified Anubis' sacred animal as an Egyptian canid, the African golden wolf, formerly called the African golden jackal until 2015 genetic analysis updated the taxonomy and the common name for the species. So you're right about jackal. That's pretty cool. Mm. Jackals are supposed to be crazy. Check out these pictures. So here is a still from a video of a dog man digging up a gravesite. That looks like it could be a regular dog. Why would it be? A, so in these pictures, why is it a dog man? What's the di- difference between, okay, other than being bipedal, what's the difference between either a rabid dog and a dogman sighting? Because... Well, if it's bipedal, there doesn't necessarily need to be one because we don't formally, scientifically have a classification for what quote unquote dog men are. Okay. So... But I mean, this dog looks like it's on all fours digging, which is very normal. It? Yeah, it does. It does to me. Okay. 
All right. That's so what it looks like. Ahead. Okay. And then here, wait, there's a video. Hang on. That's what it looks like to me. And that's a very you, normal behavior for a dog. I mean. I'm going to show you a video of the same creature. Here it is. You see it? No. Oh. In the middle foreground. I think I saw it. I think I saw it in between the trees. Yeah. So I'm going to start it over. So what we're seeing here, folks, we've got a video of something digging in the ground from a distance of maybe 50 meters being shot from the driver's side. You can't tell shit from car. that. Come on. No, look at it. Look no, at you can, dude, that's so far away. You can't tell shit from that. No way. That's not fair. That's not, that's not like. But in, look at the movements. Look how unnatural this is. Have you ever seen a dog move exactly like this? Watch again here. It looks like right it could fucking be. A, look at the. Look it at the looks motion. like it could fucking be a gopher from this distance. What do you mean, dog? Like I don't. It's in between the two trees. That looks like a, no. That looks like an overgrown gopher. Okay. Okay. It doesn't even look like a. No, dog. it doesn't look like a gopher. It doesn't even look like a dog. Okay, we know an overgrown gopher is not an option here. Gophers do not reach human proportions. Any, Can we at least that agree doesn't on look that? like human proportions? What do you mean? It's in, look at that. That's, okay, gro gophers don't grow to be as big as dogs. Oh look, the video keeps going here. There's probably more. There. Oh, look at that. Look how far up the, the, the front. The arm is going. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Look at that. Wow. Huh. Wow. Okay. So will you at least agree with me now after seeing this clip in its entirety that it's it's not totally possible to comprehensively identify the creature shown in this video? No. Yeah. I Yes, I agree with you. Whatever, whatever you asked, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Because uh, that's... Basically, what we're seeing is a, an alleged video a of dog. a dogman or an unidentified species. I don't think it's a dog either. I think it's something else. That's the whole point. Uh, something that we can't say, oh, yeah, that's a wolf, that's a bear, that's a dog, digging in the ground um, in by a gravesite. It's a grassy kind of space. There's trees around. It's a cloudy day. Uh, the person filming it is filming it from the front seat of their car. We start off kind of far away. We can't really see what's going on, um, as Sarah illustrated early in our commentary here. But then they drive further down what looks like a driveway and get a better shot of it. And there it is again, sweetie. Cool. It's a very human-like motion. It is. It is. With the way the arm is drawing back, it is. Ooh, long uh, front claws, front arms, digging into the ground, pulling out dirt. Back legs anchoring the body of the creature to the ground. Um it's a very bipedal type of locomotion that it's displaying. And then you can tell the person shooting the video is obviously terrified because they keep ducking down <laughs> behind the, the door of the car. So my point here is that sightings of these creatures are persisting into the modern day. Um, in fact, we could talk about a couple of famous cases, which I know you've been reading up on since we started having this conversation. Let's start with the Michigan Dogman. Do you know anything uh, about the Michigan Dogman? Uh, no. Okay. In summary, he began showing up, it, they, began showing up in Wexford County, Michigan in the late 1800s. Um, supposedly, sightings occur every 10 years. And in 1987, a local DJ wrote and produced a song called, if I'm not mistaken, The Legend, which is a really bad William Shatner-style spoken word kind of soft rock, soft jazz, where he just sort of talks um, and tells the story of the creature, but it contains a lot of hyperbole because, you know, the guy's got to get paid. 
Um, but then the Beast of Bray Road. I'm very fond of the Beast of Bray Road. Do you know anything about this one? I don't. I just looked it up uh, before we started recording. Okay. Because uh, I thought the name sounded really cool. Yeah. And we're going to reference the Beast of Bray Road a few times as we go here because there are some consistencies with um, this incident, this report, this cryptid, the Beast of Bray Road, and uh, a previously undocumented case that we'll get to pretty soon. Um but perhaps best documented by Linda Godfrey in her book by the same name, The Beast of Bray Road. The Wisconsin werewolf, as it's also called, is alleged to hang out in and around Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Uh, sightings of this creature allegedly coincide with animal mutilations, and multiple witnesses have reported seeing the monster along the actual location of Bray Road, hence the name. It's also called, as I said, The Wisconsin Werewolf and The Bray Road Beast. Um, sightings reached a fever pitch in the 90s, and if you read The Beast of Bray Road by Linda S. Godfrey, which I highly recommend you do, uh, that book documents that period of time in, in quite, quite a great bit of detail. So, ooh, what is this? So it is close. Kenosha, Elkhorn. Ooh. That's cool. Very interesting. We have family from Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is very, very close to Elkhorn, Wisconsin. And Racine. And was where it was seen. Wait, it was seen in Kenosha? Racine. Racine is in Kenosha, yes. Oh, Racine. Racine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was seen in Racine. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. And that's in Kenosha? No, that's in Wisconsin. I'm confused. The point is that we have family from Kenosha, <laughs> a place very close to where this is alleged to have taken yeah. place. And I say alleged because I'm trying to sound, you know, intelligent. But, like, it's not alleged. People saw something. Something happened out here. I don't know what it was. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know what it was, but something happened. Um, So uh, theories vary in both of these cases as to what these creatures are. Um, Large dogs, large domesticated dogs, such as the Grand Pyrenees or a Newfoundland. Sarah, how big are those dogs? Oh, pretty big. Pretty big. Could I ride them? I mean, you should not, but... Could a, <laughs> could a reasonably small child ride them? Yes. If I, as I mean, a, they're known to have like bad hips once they get a little older. So please don't. So don't ride them. Please don't ride your your larger breed dogs because they most likely have hip issues. Do people do this? Um, I mean, I've, like when people bring Great Danes in, it's always a question like, "Oh, have you ridden your 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 Dane before?" Oh, my kid has, and it's like. Don't do that, please. You have to ask them that? Like, have you no, your no, Great no, no, Dane? No, we don't have to, but, like, I always ask because usually, like I said, Great Danes <laughs> will have, like, hip issues, and I'm just like, do you let your child ride your Great Dane? Like, just so I know what the dog is going through at home, and if they tell me yes, I'm like, they have hip issues. Please don't do that. So don't let your children ride your dog. Please don't. Is the moral of this story. If you take nothing else away from this, <laughs> don't let children ride dogs. Please don't. Please don't, even though it's tempting. I mean, I would want to ride a dog. Is there a dog big enough that I could ride it? Uh, you know how much I weigh. We don't have to tell the world that. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, let me think You're for a second. You're aware of how much I weigh. I mean, again, you should not. So I'm going to say no. No. 
There is not because okay. it's not. I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. So what you're saying is that I'm grossly overweight. No, and I'm, I'm just saying no adult human <laughs> should ride a dog, regardless of size, regardless of weight and height. Like it's just not. That's not fair to them. That's not what they were bred for. They're right. not meant to carry human beings. Because we should be kind to animals. Because that animal too, but like they're also like these are not fucking horses. They're be. not bred to to carry around human beings. Okay, don't ride your fucking dogs, folks. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, God, don't ride your dogs. Anyway, um, so when I first started doing research into the paranormal a few years ago, werewolves were like way down on my list. I was looking for really? alien. Yeah. Really? I had no, no interest. I, I, the Mothman is my number one. I, there are a lot of horror movies, honestly, that have turned me into a werewolf believer. And I mean, a lot of them do mention what you said, getting bitten and then turning into a werewolf, which mm-hmm. yes, Hollywood. But I feel like I, that's what got me interested in them in werewolves and, 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 you know, believing in the fact that a human being could somehow turn into a dog man, like you said. Um, and I think we should get you to watch those because I think. Yeah, I want to see them. Um, uh, Lon, Lon Chaney forever, you know. I think I think you might like, have you ever seen Ginger Snaps? No. That's a fun one. That's it's a werewolf, werewolf movie? Yeah, it's about werewolves. She gets bitten while she's oh. in the park because uh, her period starts, which I know is a totally <laughs> Hollywood premise, but that's what happens. She's They're playing a prank on someone. She's in the park. Her period starts. Period blood drops down her leg, and she gets attacked by a werewolf, oh. um, and then within the week, like, completely becomes a werewolf. That reminds me of Carrie by Stephen King. Carrie does not turn into a werewolf. No, but menstruation plays a role in that narrative. Sure. Um, <laughs> right? Am I wrong? No, I'm right. I mean, it's in the beginning of the movie, but like that's yeah. really about it. It's still part of the narrative. I guess. Sure. But no, I mean, you, we should, could we, have you a should whole... watch Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps is a good one. A we good could have a whole, a whole existential um, discussion about fertility and and wolves and our primal instincts. and I'm just going to move on from anyways, this one. Is that best? Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. uh, what's your next topic? All right. Thing. Well, no, it's the same topic. Your, ne- your next, your next uh, bullet point. All right. Okay. So researcher and investigator Jody Cook, who I recently had the opportunity to interview for Paranormality Magazine. Name uh, drop. Name drop. There's going to be a lot of name dropping in this episode, folks, and I'm not sorry for it. Um, He believes that these are unfriendly creatures who can and do pose a threat to other animals and to human beings. Um, I don't want to represent anybody else's ideas and, and... risk getting something wrong so like to hear more on what jody thinks go check out that interview uh it's kind of a shameless self-plug here but it's a 90 minute interview between me and jody cook for paranormality there is a link in our instagram bio where you can get to it very easily Mm -hmm. um check it out please that would be awesome uh uh, but he, according to jody law enforcement nationwide law enforcement has a call sign for encounters with unidentified canines or possibly bipedal canines. They call them black dog sightings. Interesting. Interesting. I don't I don't have anybody that I'm really close to in law enforcement that I can confirm this with. Um, but the North American Dogman Research Project website, which if you have not checked it out yet, please do so. There's so much cool stuff on there. Uh, there are, are primary source documents such as newspaper articles and police reports from witnesses. There are photos of animals that have allegedly been attacked by dogmen or at the very least unidentified animals, entities. Uh, there are There's an interactive map where you can see different sightings. Uh, 
it's a great website. It's a super interesting resource. Nobody is paying me to say this. Mr. Cook did not ask me to plug his website. <laughs> he didn't. No, he really didn't. I no, just, I, why would why would anyone think that? No, why would anyone ask me to do anything? I'm useless. Um, <laughs> oh it's God. just a really good resource. <laughs> I love the writings of Linda S. Godfrey. Uh, Jody Cook's North American Dogman Research Project website is an indispensable resource to anyone interested in this phenomenon. I'm, I'm just going to say that as a fact. Uh, but there are two accounts. If you go to that website and you go to the encounters section where you can see an interactive Google map of different encounters and different sightings, there are two accounts uh, that have been listed for a little while here. Uh, one is in Johnson City, Texas in 2016. Cool. Now we talked oh, about we Johnson pa- we City. We passed through there. Don't, oh, no, no, no. Well, we passed by it. We passed by it on the way to San Antonio. Very frequently. Very yeah. frequently. And we've talked about Johnson City in our last episode. Yep. Yep. The ghost of Strange. Al Lackey. Uh-huh. The ghost of Al Lackey is associated with being uh, a phantom hitchhiker around the Johnson City area. So already, Johnson City, to me, alarm bells start going off because you got phantom hitchhikers. I was going to say, it's a pretty weird, it's a pretty weird town already. Yeah. Now you got dogmen. And I know there are some haunted locations there. I don't know what they are because we haven't really, you know, dove we haven't really deep dug. That yet. We haven't dove deep into the paranormal yet for Johnson City. For no. Johnson City, yeah, but it's there. All I'm going to say though is that investigators, researchers, uh, Johnson City, something going on. Yeah, something going on. I mean, Texas in general is just Texas in general is haunted AF. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but something going on with Johnson City, so you know. Catch me outside. Let's head down there. Let's investigate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Uh, uh, so we've got Johnson City. We have a, a sighting there. And then if you go a little bit to the west, we have another sighting in Fredericksburg in 2020. So we have a Johnson City sighting in 2016. We have a Fredericksburg sighting in 2020, both documented on the NADP website. Okay. That alone is enough for me to stop and go, hey, what's going on with Dogman in Central Texas? But there's more, Sarah. There's more. Are you ready? Are you ready for the linchpin in our investigation? Are you ready for the top point of the Texas Dogman Triangle? As ready as I'll ever be, baby. I love that. Okay. Uh, By the way, we're citing both of these previous reports, the 2016 and the 2021, with Mr. Jody Cook's permission. Um, I, I did ask him personally if it was okay to cite you know, the website as, as evidence, uh, please check out the NADP website. These are not my discoveries. This is not my information. The NADP is doing really, really, really interesting, cool, awesome, important work in terms of this phenomena. So definitely check out their website for more information. Uh, because without it, I would not have discovered the Texas Dogman Triangle. I'll ask you one more time, Sarah. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So there is a third sighting. Now, you'll recall our first one was 2016. Our second one was 2020. The third sighting is in 2018. Okay. So every two years, we have some kind of a dog-like humanoid entity popping up in central Texas. And the third sighting goes like this. Um, This person was driving at night. Well, actually, if you've been listening to this episode from the beginning, you already heard the intro wherein I described it. This person was driving at night saw something on the side of the road that can really only be described as a two-legged dog. In fact, this person said very specifically, it just looked like a beast. A beast. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And this was where? 
This was between Austin and Lampasas going north. Lampasas. 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 How would how would you say that in Spanish? Exactly. How you just said it. Lampasas. 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 We call it lampasas. Limp limp asses. I hope that doesn't offend anyone, but that is what we uh, call it when we drive through it. Lampasas. <laughs> so this took place on. <laughs> Is it Highway 183? I think so, yes. <laughs> Highway 183, State Road 183, I don't know. North of Austin, between Austin and Lampasas. Um, this person describes coming around a bend and the headlights of their car falling on a bipedal canine creature, which is in the process of devouring what looks like a piece of roadkill. This is consistent because there are stories and reports associated with the Beast of Bray Road that have it feasting on roadkill. Hunched over the side of the road. The previous encounter of the two that we talked about earlier, I believe it's the one near Johnson City, describes mm-hmm. the creature as as crouched over Eating on the something. side of the road. Yeah. So what we're seeing here are consistencies in these, these anecdotes and these reports. We're seeing a recurring pattern of things crouched by the side of the road. And the, the, this third encounter that we're talking about is previously undocumented. It's not on the NADP website because I... Haven't reported it yet. Uh, and the person who saw it, when they when they saw it, they kind of wrote it off. They kind of decided that, you know what, this guy... I feel like, honestly, I might too. As much as I do believe in, like, dogmen and werewolves, I feel like if I saw a big dog-like creature in, in the middle of the night trying to eat something, I feel like I'd write it off too. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that'd be my instantaneous reaction to be like, oh, fucking dog's out, and then just keep going. Just keep like, going. Like, I would not think of, like, think of that. Now, Sarah, you know who this person is. Um, I'm not going to disclose their identity or Mm. who they are because I promised them that I would not. I do have their permission to share this story and also to share their credentials, which encompass U.S. military veteran who Mm -hmm. served in Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. graduate of NYU business, Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. uh, parent of two very successful, well-adjusted, smart, exemplary children. (laughs) Yes. Homeowner. Yes. Uh, uh, real estate license holder. Like, this is a person who wakes up in the morning and does not have time to invent werewolf sightings. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So as a veterinary professional and as a human being, you are willing to vouch for the credibility of this witness. Yes. Without a doubt. Excellent. That is what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Like, uh, again, like I said, I understand wanting, like, you just don't think about it. Because, I, I mean, like, the other day, I saw the tail end of an animal. I saw the tail, you know, curled up. I saw the back legs. I was like, there's a dog loose. Immediately. But I write, I wrote it off. I didn't see, like, it did look like, you know, a pretty big breed, a medium-sized dog. But I didn't go check to see if it was, I mean, it was dark. It was yeah. five in the morning. You're not going to pull over and get out of the car. And well, go, I was. How was, many legs you got, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm, that. you know, I saw the tail end. So after all of this, Sarah, everything we've gone in and out and that we've discussed, uh, what we have are several accounts, which if you get on Google Maps and plug them in with the measure distance tool, right click, Mm -hmm. measure distance, um, these three accounts make up for a triangular area that encompasses six to 700 square miles. Um, It is entirely possible based on what we know about wolves that this size of territory could make up the hunting ground of a classified wolf species. Wolves have been extinct in Texas for a very long time due to what can really only be summarized as human interference. But what if we didn't wipe them all out? 
What if we didn't? What if we didn't? And what if there's some subspecies or some Sasquatch-like mixture that we haven't found yet that's just lurking in the hill country? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. Texas is a huge place, you guys. It's huge. If you've never driven through Texas, you don't really get it. I feel like as a Texan, I don't, I don't know. I don't, because being in West Virginia, which are smaller states by like Mm -hmm. a lot. A lot. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was it was wild because you say that driving through West Virginia. I'm know? I'm just saying you say that Texas is big and vast, mm-hmm. and it is. Of course, it is. It's it, it drive eight hours in any direction in the middle of the state. You you're still you still haven't left the state, uh, which is different for any other state other than California mm-hmm. and Florida, mm-hmm. um, and others. I'm sure, but uh, I think. I don't know. I seeing uh, states that are almost fully covered in in forests and woods, and and it, it made me realize how big my state actually is, and and that there could be a lot out there. There could be a lot more out there than what we even suspected. Yeah, because the hill country is is vast and vast. it's barren mostly. But it's also it's also lush. Like it's barren in some places, and it's lush in others. Like we'll pass through areas that are basically almost desert yeah you know, on mm-hmm. our way to san antonio and then all of a sudden you're in an area that's like as thick as the rainforest just trees mm-hmm. everywhere as far as you can see and that's just in a two-hour drive <laughs> yeah in a two-hour drive so go from go from you know the southernmost point in texas to the northernmost point you're gonna see biomes and environments as diverse as you can possibly imagine mm-hmm. uh, and spaces as as vast and unexplored as you can possibly imagine. Yep. So if you're going to tell me that a place in which wolves were once known to exist before human beings drove them to extinction slash exile couldn't harbor some unknown or unidentified canine species, I'm not going to, I'm not going to believe you. Yeah. Same. I'm just not going to believe you. Same. And the, and the precedent for something like this existing somewhere in our history, in the, in the history of our planet it's not totally out of left field. No. It's not. And we can speculate as to whether dogmen or werewolves or lichens are real, not real, mutated animals, transforming shapeshifters, whatever. Whatever you want. But what is not up for debate is the fact that these things have been with us for centuries, if nothing else, as folk tales and literary archetypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have imagined, written about, and told stories of two-legged wolves about as long as we've been telling stories. There are many forms and origins, and, and they are as diverse as the cultures that have perpetuated this myth. Unless, of course, it's not a myth. It's not? It's not. It's not? Something's out there, folks. Find Dogman. Hashtag Fine dog man. I don't know if he's an alien. I don't know if he's an extra dimensional. I don't know if he, she, they. I don't know. I don't know what dog man is. I just know that it's real. And it's out there. And I would like to find it. And it's in Texas. I don't really want to find it. Witnesses of this thing generally don't report it as being a positive thing. I don't want to find it. I'd like one of you to find it and then tell me about it. (laughs) That's not so much to ask. Right? No. I don't mean I should. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Someone else find it. Go find it. 
Thank you for tuning into Hey Strangeness. My name is Aaron. My name is Sarah. This is our third episode, and we have had a great time. We're so grateful to all of you for listening. Uh, join us next time as we talk about something. Might, something. Might be the Mothman, might be the Dyatlov Pass, might be the Jin. might be Jack Parsons, might be something else entirely. We'll see. We'll see. Depends how I feel tomorrow. Bye. Bye.